After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about good ones, we talk about bad ones, and we talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. Peekaboo, where's my favorite one too? That's math for 12. <laughs> my name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. That's math for we're your hosts. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. You love those commercials, don't you? I do. That's the new um, State Farm commercial that uh, Aaron Rodgers is doing this season. Is it State Farm or Allstate? It is State Farm. State Farm, uh, where his sports agent is uh, always in some sort of contretemps with his insurance agent. Yes. He got a new insurance agent. Rogers did, but his and, uh, uh, his sports agent doesn't understand the difference. Yes, and he's very jealous, and he didn't know he was going to be making a new enemy today. They're really great commercials. They are. I think they're so funny. Although I love the Clay Matthews uh, as his like overeager, oh, yeah. uh, like bromance guy. I think that these these are doing a good job. They, you know, it's funny. We were in a bar the, uh, over the weekend uh, watching a football game, which is very rare for very us. Very rare, but we took a we took a flyer and. Um, we talked, you know, I always like to sort of like stealth ask people. We were sitting with some people that we didn't know. They just invited us to sit at their table. And I always like to just find out what people think about commercials without telling them that I do a show about commercials or that I or that I think about it beyond what a normal person does. That you're a celebrity. That, that I'm a, a celebrity that I'm a, commercial Exactly. Commer- the celebrity commercial analyst. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> and... Uh, the one of the you're just Jenny from the block, right. Jenny Vive from the block. One of the people we were sitting with was saying how much she liked the Peyton Manning ones with Brad Paisley. Mm-hmm. This new season where they're in a band together, or Peyton thinks they're in a band, and it's so funny. Like we've talked about those, we think they're over the top. We think they're like kind of kind of jumping the shark. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just fun to hear like a person who's just reacting to them in, in the wild. And she just thought they were great and hilarious. And that it's hilarious that Peyton Manning wants to be in a band. Did you uh, remember when I said on the show that... Um, did you remember when I said on the show... Sorry, I started to say... I started a different sentence and then tried to switch it about yeah. uh, two words in. Um, but I might have been wrong when I said on this show that this season, let's call it season, <laughs> yes, uh, feel that way. of that campaign is jumping the shark. I just felt like it started kind of subtle as a good joke. He can't read a room. Paisley's getting frustrated with him, whatever. And now they're taking it out on the road, and he's got this big bus. And I was Even like, though Brad Paisley's like super annoyed, they are driving around in a tour bus together. Right. I also might think I was in a band with Brad Paisley, <laughs> right. actually. At that point. And I said, you know, I just think they're going too far, and they're over the top, and they jump the shark. I, uh, again, just... Just in asking people kind of in the wild and getting reaction, I seem to be the only person who feels that way. Yeah. So maybe I'm just we're wrong. T- we're too, we've become elite. We've lost touch with, we've lost the common touch. Well, did you even agree with me on that? I couldn't remember. I didn't no, want to. I basically did. Yeah. yeah I didn't um, have a strong feeling about it. Yeah. They just sort of seem like, oh man, we've seen it. Now, I know this is not about, we haven't even gotten to what we're supposed to talk about today on the show. We have a bunch of cool stuff. You have a concept. You're leading the show today. Uh, and thanks for putting it together. It's a great idea. 
Uh, if we can veer off of commercials for one second, but stay on Peyton Manning because I think it's related. Did you see the short 30-second video or maybe it's a 60-second video he made congratulating Drew Brees on breaking his uh, NFL, I think his touchdown record or yardage record? Um, I, you had mentioned it on our last show, I think, or, or to me in some I might context. have mentioned it to you at the bar when we were talking oh. about this. With this it's hard to say yeah. anymore. <laughs> anyway, you did mention it to me, and I had not seen it. So why don't you play it now? So recent, I mean, I think this is self-explanatory, but uh, Peyton Manning held the uh, oh all-time passing yardage record. And just about two weeks ago on Thursday Night Football, Drew Brees of the Saints broke it, broke that record. And so Peyton Manning releases this video, and it's just him standing on like just a empty stage but clearly like kind of a sound stage kind of a you know he knows he's being filmed and he's in front of a little table and he's just inexplicably cutting tomatoes and then we hear a voice talking to him from off camera Peyton FYI Drew Brees just broke your record uh which one (laughs) all time passing yards passing yards okay so I still have the touchdown record right he's actually on pace to break that too what great Drew, for a thousand days, I've held the record for all-time passing yards in the NFL. And I gotta tell you, it's been the greatest a thousand days of my life. <laughs> a thousand and days. Thanks of to my you, life. that's over now, and you've ruined that for me. So, thank you very much. I have nothing left to look forward to except slicing my tomatoes, making dinner for my family, putting together this wedge salad. Also, let this serve as the congratulations for the touchdown record, because as you can see, I'm very busy. I don't have time to keep doing these videos for you, congratulating you. But in all seriousness, Drew, congratulations on this record. You've done it the right way. All your hard work and dedication have paid off. You and I have come a long way since this picture back in 2000 when you were in college and I was in my third year in the NFL. So he's just holding up go. a photograph of, of them when they were young. The rest of the way. So it gets earnest at the end, but I gotta say he is charming. Like I, yeah. I watched this video. This came out when we I were, love how unstudied that is too. It's there, like, yeah. there's not a huge payoff punchline at the end. Like no. it just ends on kind of a nice note, but it's a funny joke. Yeah. And it just, it made me like the commercials more. If I yeah. can try to tie this back around to our show, like, I was just like, oh, the shtick is getting old, you know? But then I kind of saw this, and it's not, you know, it's This not... dude likes doing shtick. He really does. He really does. Has he hosted SNL? Maybe oh, he doesn't surely. have quite enough. Oh, my God, surely he has. Really? Let me see here. A, a quarterback of his stature who does that much acting, I, I can't believe. I mean, I wouldn't know because I have not watched it. I see that he's done years. a digital short. Um, I don't know if I... So he's clearly been on... But, oh, yeah, it looks like maybe he did. Yep, he's been on as a host. Yeah, Yeah, I would be astounded if he hadn't hosted by now. I mean, they have had a lot of people. They've had a lot of athletes, musicians, and actors who are worse actors than him. Yeah, he hosted back in 2007, man. Yeah. That's 11 years ago. I mean, he's way more. Yeah, and I feel like he's way more. uh, kind of in the spotlight now, especially like his, well, he's retired now, so yeah. we're seeing him all no, over the I think the he place, genuinely yeah. loves being on camera. Yeah. I mean, that that uh, ESPN awards thing that I played some of on this show mm-hmm. still cracks yeah, me Yeah, I forgot up, about where that. Where he like, yeah. goes to a retirement home. 
Okay, so what are we talking about today? (laughs) You've been complaining about the show being too short. How about that for a little stem winder to get things Yeah, our Marin Open. (laughs) Um, No, that was not a Marin Open because it was tangentially related to the show. Um, And it wasn't about us. It's true. Uh, This was actually your idea. um, And being a little short on time today... This was uh, my idea, really? I think so. We were watching TV and somebody said it. I think it was you. But there are a lot of commercials that we're seeing for for universities. Some of them are, in fact, not for profit uni- or are, are like private, not for profit mm-hmm. universities. Almost like some of them walk the line of degree mills, sort of. Well, right? the, well, then and then you have the for profits, which are what I would describe oh, as degree I see. mills. I see. Okay. There's a third category, which is a category that I work for, which are public universities. You don't see a lot of ads for universities that are supported by their states because universities that are supported by public dollars don't have a lot of leeway to be like, we're going to make spend a ton of money on advertising, taxpayers of Washington. Schools like the UW do make commercials under some certain circumstances, like you will if you're watching a, a, a UW Husky football game uh, or or something like that, like a major sports event, uh, like on a pad in the Pac-12 network or something, you'll probably see one ad for the UW. It's an ad that like we make one of them a year. Somebody's always rowing. Someone's always rowing. Someone's always staring at their the thing about those. Somebody's and, looking through a microscope, you know, and we're playing. Let's say we're playing, you know, Utah. You'll see like the the, the Utah version of that ad during the game as well and like we sort of each get one and i don't know like someone someone could tell you like all the rules about how much advertising you can do how much advertising space you can buy during those but and i'm sure there are plenty of rules but i would say that all of those ads especially for like the big public universities kind of fit into a formula like you they don't stray too color too far outside the lines but private for-profit universities, what I would describe as degree mills, your DeVries, your Fe- Universities of Phoenix, your, um, you know, Grantham Universities. Mm-hmm. The one with the owls. Well, that's an interesting one. That actually te- technically is a pub. That's the oh, state-run really? thing. Oh, interesting. That's kind of interesting Okay, we'll thing. get into that in a little bit, maybe. But the, these degree mill ones, um, they have nothing to do but market themselves mm-hmm. because that's their whole thing. They're corporations. So they spend a ton of money on marketing, some with, with some good results and some bad results uh, in terms of their quality of their advertising. So let's start with this first one, which is one we've talked about before. Oh, wait, hold on a second. We were just doing the Ford promos. Oh, sorry. So that's what's coming up on the yes, show. We're going to be looking at those show. commercials. And then I know that we're going to be uh, opening up the mailbag and, and talking um, uh, oh, a, yeah. about what's going on with the Ad Council. That's you guys, our listeners. Today, when we were prepping the show, you said, because you prepped the show, and you said you can go ahead and look at the show sheet now, but don't look at the ad councils. Yeah, because I've got a nice surprise for you. Is that all you can tell me about it? What's it related <laughs> to? I don't want to tell you. All right. Too all many right. clues will be make it too obvious. Okay, so that's what's coming up. And I just didn't want to miss out on this. You picked some special music for our <laughs> segment. On a segment that so far, I don't I don't have a name for it. So I'm just calling it Privat Scholars, which is an inside joke based on a ping pong table we used to have. <laughs> hey, hey, take it away. Beach Boys. All right. So we're going to start looking at these commercials for these for-profit schools, some of which are, I guess, 
actual schools and some are just online universities, I assume? Yeah, some of them are, uh, you have actual campuses that you can go to, but for-profit universities have done a much better job. And this is the main, one of the main arguments why people like Betsy DeVos and the whole Trump administration wants to relax some of the rules that the Obama administration uh, put in place to like curb some of their, some of their abuses. Uh, because these, these, as a rule, the for-profits, like you end up taking out way too much money because they're more expensive than a public university. They, have worse outcomes like fewer people you know you're less likely to graduate you're more likely to graduate with debt you're more likely to not be able to get a job when you graduate with them this is not to by the way to run down anyone who has a degree from a for-profit and if it worked for you and you got some useful training from it god bless but statistically they are not very good for people and if I, not to get all wonky, but if I recall, the Obama administration reforms on this, we're not trying to curtail the ability of these schools to attract students. They were just trying to enforce certain regulations that said you have to have a certain job placement afterwards and stuff like that, right? Just holding them accountable. It was more about accountability, and it was about, two. there were two main things. One, what are their job placement rates, uh, and either making them be more disclosing of that or... I think maybe even tying some accreditation to mm-hmm. the job placement rates, but even more important, allowing people having kind of a, a lower bar for someone who said like, you know, I was misled and I was defrauded by this and I need loan forgiveness because I took out $40,000 to go attend this, you know, degree mill and I didn't learn anything and I can't get a job. And they really told me, you know, they told me that I would be able to get a job and they also didn't like disclose to me how many private loans I would have to take out to pay my tuition. I mean, there are horror stories about some of these places. And it's fine. I find it hard to believe, though, that the Trump administration <laughs> oh, is what, making the purveyor it, of Trump University. Yes, exactly. The um, scholar in chief himself yeah. would be loosening these rules uh, since there was actually a lawsuit pending against him when he took office. Yeah, um, actually, maybe that. it was settled right before he took office. But um, OK, so actually, are there any commercials for Trump University? I looked. Um, there are a lot of things. They've basically been scrubbed off the Internet. There are like oh. jokes about them and like teeny snippets here and there but um it's it's difficult to find a whole commercial (laughs) unlike this one trump steaks the world's greatest when it comes to great steaks i've just raised the stakes (laughs) okay i won't play the whole thing our heads will explode okay so you want to start i think with the university of phoenix yeah i want to revisit this one this is kind of a best in class for me and again i i would not advise anyone to necessarily apply to the University of Phoenix, but Larry Fitzgerald kills it in this ad. This is a national treasure. He is a national treasure. On the field and off the field. And he he's on he's talking about the promise that he made to his mother to to pursue a, a degree. And we should mention, in case you don't follow football, um, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, of course, plays. He's a receiver for uh, the Arizona Cardinals. And so uh, in this one, he's talking to the camera um, about his experience, right? And then he makes a phone call at mm-hmm. the end. My mother passed in 2003, but she always told me, I don't care if you turn out to be a great athlete or whatever, but you need to make sure you get your college degree. Sometimes I call the house just to hear her voice. Hi, leave a message after the beep. Hey, Mom, this is Larry. I just want to let you know that uh, I fulfilled the promise that you held me to. Love you.
it says at the end, we rise, which I think is a fantastic yeah. slogan for a University of Phoenix. University of Phoenix has done a great job branding themselves. They have some commercials, too, that really lean into the immigrant experience. And something that defenders of for-profits will tell you is like, well, they really pioneered online pursuing online degrees. Mm. So yes, there are some that have physical campuses and brick and mortar facilities, but they also did get ahead of the curve on doing uh, online degrees. Now the value of those online degrees, I think is what's debatable. Few points I'd like to make about this commercial. Uh, one of which I've made before. I think when we talked about this commercial in a different show, like a year or two ago, I, I find it really touching and I really like him until it's time for him to make the phone call at the end and leave a voicemail on his dead mother's answering machine because it just starts to feel really forced and fake there. Yeah. Secondly, at what point is that mailbox full? <laughs> because if, uh, you know, if, if Fitzgerald is doing this Also, how many lot, times is he leaving that message? Yeah, exactly. Uh, not, you know, not to make fun of his situation. I'm sorry that he lost his mom, but it just... He's the one who's also putting it out there, kind of using his dead mom to sell the school. And But the other thing that kind of bugs me is as he's sitting here in kind of a like a den, it looks like his family's den with a bunch of photos. There's a photo of his mom and his family and all this stuff. There's a photo of him playing football in college for, and I just looked it up, if it's for the uh, University of, uh, I just looked it up and I, uh, I already forgot, University of Pittsburgh. And you can see the colors. Like, how... I, Obviously, if you're playing in the NFL, you went through some sort of a college program where you played football in college. Why did you go to the University of Phoenix? Well, quite a number of fo professional football players don't graduate, right? They they go to the, directly to the NFL before they get a degree, right? Oh, I didn't I didn't know. I figured because you want them their senior year, right? Um, I, think, I guess I, you can. I think quite a yeah. few don't graduate. And so there are probably a lot of NFL players out there with a couple years of college. Oh, uh, I kind of didn't um, realize that or didn't then, think about it. You know, I can understand him wanting. I would say that the, for someone like him, getting his degree in communications, you know, was a nice thing for him to do to honor a commitment to his mom, mm -hmm. assuming that that's all true from the commercial. Um, it's not something he needs for his continuing professional life. Right. And actually, I am looking at a, uh, a headline here, which who knows if it was paid for. It's USA Today. Larry Fitzgerald earns college degree after 15 year promise to his mom. So clearly the, the storyline is true that and although they may have created the end of the storyline for this commercial, but he probably didn't graduate college. So then he. Yeah. I mean, you see this a lot with, you know, with college athletes like they get recruited. Mm -hmm. They can they can leave colleges, you know. A junior or something and be making millions of dollars like I could understand why the incentive to drop out of college is yeah. very high I guess I was just being a little bit naive about that but of course you listen to college radio or I'm sorry you listen to sports radio and you hear the conversation like will so-and-so stick around for the senior year or whatever I just figured it meant they were studying really hard and getting their degree early Genevieve yes I mean I love our student athletes <laughs> and I have nothing but respect for them but um, I'm not sure a ton of them graduate early so that's the University of Phoenix I thought they do they have a newer one running too because I know we're going to get to some we have talked about these commercials off air. Like there's some new commercials airing right now that I hadn't seen before the past few months where they are slick. They are so convincing. Like that one is pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, well, let's, why don't we go visit a classic, which okay. is uh, DeVry. Do you remember, oh, yeah. De does DeVry ring a bell? Yeah. I mean, growing up, you always heard, you'd always see commercials for DeVry. And especially as a kid, you're watching like, 
cartoons in the afternoon or whenever you're watching TV, you're either seeing ads aimed at kids who are off on summer break or they're aimed at adults who should quote unquote, <laughs> quote unquote, should be at work right. or feel like they should be at work, but are watching reruns of The Andy Griffith Show. So DeVry has sort of... Um I was I went looking I went fishing today which uh, I started with an article by Washington in the Washington Monthly about the ten worst colleges. There are a lot of best colleges out there, but I went looking for the worst colleges, the ones that have the worst outcomes, the highest student loan default rates, the biggest student loan uh, carries after you know coming out of them. Uh, the Please wor- tell me Kent State wasn't on the Kent list. Kent State. Uh, did not make it on the yes. list. You're gonna be there's a lot of there's a lot of for profit art institutes. Uh-huh. Take it from me, kids. That is not a pat that's not a t- I'm not saying art school is bad, but for profit art institute, if they ask you to draw the mouse, <laughs> don't do it. What about Le Cordon Bleu? Don't go to the Le Cordon Bleu, although that didn't make the list. That didn't? Because I honestly I, I don't know I'm that never that quali- sure. Maybe that is a good training place. I don't know. This was more like yeah, I don't know. I don't even. I don't it's know. More if of it, a trade, a trade school. 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 Yeah, yeah, this seemed true. to. This wasn't like how to be an electrician exactly, yeah. or how to be a chef. Um, so, I believe that Devry made this list. Uh, although this was a list was a couple years old because Devry has actually been on ice for a few years. It basically like just stopped operating, even though like <laughs> tens of thousands of students were technically still enrolled. So right now it's in a kind of limbo with the Trump administration in charge. Um, this guy named um, Bradley Palmer, who runs this tiny, like owns a tiny California for-profit uh, college, I think. Uh, he wants to, his company Palm Ventures wants to buy DeVry, uh, which still has an enrollment of about 46,000 students and faces thousands of fraud complaints. Um, Part of the deal is that he'll have to name it DeVros University after God. Betsy. No kidding. Um, and so so get ready for DeVry to come back and probably get like just sold like they're probably just like strip it down and sell it for parts mm-hmm. is basically what what uh, a lot of analysts are speculating on. But here's an ad from a couple of years ago when it was still technically a going concern. This one's called Innovation. And you're seeing when Herman DeVry invented the portable sorry, film projector. Sorry. I'll just say but you're that clicking you're hearing is like a, the you know, like a projector, uh, a film projector. I see, and they're and they're and they're projecting this film we're watching on the side of a building. It mm-hmm. looks like we're going to see the history of Devry here. Yeah. When Herman Devry invented the portable film projector, he knew visual communication was a better way to learn. In 1931, Herman founded a university that embraced new technologies. Today. DeVry University continues our founder's spirit of innovation in all we do. Since technology is at the core of business everywhere, we infuse tech into what we teach as well. So our students are prepared as they look to solve the problems of tomorrow. DeVry University, forever forward. Okay. Pretty slick, right? Yeah, exactly. I like seeing that old uh, projector with his name on it. Yes, they've really Herman leaned DeVry. into this this not this piece of trivia that Herman DeVry... Um, invented the the film projector that mm-hmm. part is true oh, okay. he did not found a university in 1931 he found he basically like was working for a company um his the motion picture projector became so p- 
profitable that he like rose up and sort of became the owner of the company, which then he named the DeVry Company. And I believe that was in 1931. And there were maybe some educational aspects. Like I think they did probably use the, I think they did sell projectors to schools and things Mm -hmm. as an educational tool. But there was no DeVry University until like 1995. Oh, really? So they are just totally misleading this idea and i mean i get it right like universities and higher education like there's a lot of stock in like durability and Mm -hmm. an enduring tradition and the way we think about higher ed in america is like you know the older it is the better it must be Mm -hmm. because it's survived all these years right yeah it's got vine covered walls yes vine doesn't grow ivy covered walls right yeah Uh, like vine doesn't grow in a day i meant ivy sorry what what yeah what's the oldest university in in america it's harvard Mm. Um, so, so I think that it is like a really good ad, but it's so deceptive Mm -hmm. and it's so indicative of like what this kind of company does. Like they, they drape themselves, they, they, they clothe themselves in the, uh, the trappings of traditional higher education. And then they like they really don't deliver anything that traditional higher education delivers. Now, how are DeVry stakes? <laughs> I mean, Trump University was a whole separate category. Yeah. That was not even accredited. I mean, it wasn't even trying to be anything other than like a bullshit, like... You want to make more money, let us show you how. Yeah, it was just like, you know, seminars. Yeah. I don't think there there was any sort of... I mean, whatever piece of paper you took away from it at the end, I'm sure was not even referred to as a degree. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was that was another level of uh, of fraud or just, you know, snake oil. You have another link here for another DeVry commercial. Yeah, I like... Solving problems. Solving problems. Yeah, why don't you give this one a play? It looks like there's a uh, woman in front of a giant blackboard with all kinds of just like math figures. It's like beautiful mind shit, basically, <laughs> right. right? Okay. Problems can be a good thing because they force us to find solutions that might take us to a more amazing place. Since 1931, DeVry University has challenged our students to turn problems into opportunities. And today, by putting Turning problems into opportunities, our students are armed with the knowledge to find better solutions and move forward feeling bold, confident, prepared. DeVry University forever forward so they don't mention the um projector this time but they're going still going with that kind of trope which again from a commercial standpoint from a branding standpoint is good i think it's a great ad yeah yeah. i think that they are smart to connect their brand to this herman devry like i had no you know i've heard of devry for all my life decades you know um but and so 95 seems late for it to be the university because I feel like I remember it previous to that, but maybe not. Yeah, I feel like I saw them um, DeVry University founding. Unless you did, am I, did you already... Sound, oh, online, it keeps on saying 1931. That's not true, though. That's the company. Yeah, DeVry, yeah. DeVry Company was uh, founded in 1931. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so the next thing you have here is for... Something I've never even heard of before. This was also on the list of worst universities. <laughs> what is it? This made me laugh so bad. This, this, there are. This is for the International Academy of Design and Technology. Now they have a couple of campaigns. Some of their newer campaigns are much slicker and more high tech, and lots of like digital and whatever. Digital. 
But this one made me laugh so much because this is like the kind of the kind of uh, like the kind of thing you're talking about where it's like cartoons are on an adult is home during the day yeah. and they see this. So what you see is uh, one guy sitting on the couch playing video games when his friend, a.k.a. a guy who was cut from the room, is that's how bad from his the acting movie, the is. the room? Yes. Uh, calls him to t- to offer him condolences about losing his job. Hey, hi, Mark. Oh, heard about what happened what? to the job. Wait, it, literally from the room. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, hi, Mark. <laughs> heard about what happened with your job. What are you gonna do now? I don't know. Maybe now you should do something you enjoy. <laughs> like what? Something with video games? Yeah, exactly. That's a great idea. But I need some training. There's a school that offers training. I've seen the commercial. You should call that. Cool. I will. Sit in on a class and see what it's really like. Call 888-344-7111. That's 888- He's going to do something with video games. Video game. The video game player guy is like, you can almost believe that he that, that, that he really is this guy, right? That he's yeah. like unemployed video game playing guy. The guy who calls him is... <laughs> Such a bad actor. His his face is frozen. You can't like just hearing it. He doesn't sound as bad as he is. If you watch him, his face is frozen in this permanent like eyebrows up and very surprised look. <laughs> and he keeps talking to his friend Mark. How about something that I saw a commercial for? I saw. Did you see this follow up one? Hey Johnny. Oh hi Danny. <laughs> What's wrong with Mark? He's cranky today. <laughs> All right. Let's toss the ball around. That was, I think that was the second one in the campaign. I'm pretty sure. That's pretty great. I had never heard of that before. The International Academy of Design and Technology. It sounds very, legit. It is very not legit. Um, now, you have this uh, WGU one next. You said that this is... So, WGU, can I just... I, I see the... There's commercials on TV. It's usually the owls right. trying to convince somebody to go back, back to school. We'll get into that in a second. There's big uh, bus billboards for WGU, especially around the university district here. They're tr- clearly trying to pick off students. And I didn't even know. I remember one day I was riding my little scooter and I was next to a bus that had the giant WGU uh, poster on it. And I looked over and I didn't realize until that moment because it was in small print that it says Western Governors University. Is that correct? Yes. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a real way to make yourself sound legit. But you're not. But they are. Well, yes and no. So WGU, Western Governors University, is a nonprofit uh, but it is private and it's online and it was founded. I don't know how it's private because it was founded by a bunch of governors, but basically like all the governors of the Western states, ours included, um, sort of got together and decided to create this online learning model where it's, do you know what competency based learning is? I've definitely heard it bandied about. It essentially means, and I'm, I may butcher this if you're an educator in the audience, I apologize, but it's essentially like if you can pass the test, you can you can skip the class. Okay. So it's like it's it's meant to um, uh, reward people who have real life experience that might give them, you know, the ability. So like just because you don't have the credit for Bio 101, if you have been doing something that allows you to you know, pass the exam for bio 101, you can, you can pass the class and go forward. You don't have to waste your time. You can fast yes. forward to the point it's, of your competency. Or your money. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, so that makes sense. So did you say though that they get, did you say it's not quite private? 
Did you say that there's public money involved? I don't know if there's public money, but it was essentially founded by the... It was like a, an idea that the governors of like Washington, mm. a bunch of other states... As sitting governors, not as former governors yeah. who just got together as private individuals. Yeah. Huh, interesting. But um, an audit has found that it is not as... Uh, it's not very substantive. Uh, so it often fails to meet... A lot of it fails to meet federal eligibility criteria... Oh, really? ...for financial aid. So this one is called... That's why all these... That's why all these exist, by the way. They're, and that's why the Trump administration is rolling back... Um, the regulations because there's bajillions of dollars in student loans out there. And right now, a lot of these companies are able to like, if you're, if I'm a student, I qualify for a Pell grant or whatever, like I apply to go here. doesn't matter how shitty their degree programs are. I can get a Pell grant. They get that money. Mm -hmm. So it's a, when, you know, these degree mills are just, they're just there to get the government dollars basically. But I thought Republicans don't want to spend right. public dollars. Why would they? I thought they're very protective. Because their of, friends all run these. Uh, it's just a. But that's not a good just, stewardship of the public. Oh, no, it's not. Tax dollars. You're right. I don't get it. I don't get it. I got to go back to school myself. Maybe I'll go to Western Governors University. This commercial is called Proud Daughter. I haven't seen it. Does it need any the, setup? Um, so there's a dad um, and he's. It actually is mostly just a song, I think. So maybe, yeah. so maybe I do need to set it up. It's just a dad kind of doing the the things that he needs to do to get his degree while he's doing his parenting things. And there's a song over, it. and it's there's no owls to be seen. No owls. No owls. Come gather people he's wrapping up his work day. It looks like. I'm sorry, I talked over it. Then it, it looks like then he's at home. He's like, it's one of those things where he's burning the candle at both ends, right? right? So it's nighttime. He wraps up his work day. Now we see him behind the computer at home talking to his daughter, who's maybe 10 mm -hmm. or something like that. He's and, both a parent and a working person, and he's trying to get a degree to better himself. Forever you roam. You know that is studying, right? Dad. Admit that the waters around you have grown. He seems to be, appears to be a single parent. And now he's getting his degree, and he's very proud, and his daughter's very proud. It says WGU is changing education for the better, so you can change your life for the better. It's a very moving this commercial. This commercial just gut, guts yeah. me. It is so sweet, and like the I know you don't know if you could hear clearly what he's saying, but there's a little bit of dialogue where she's kind of like, "Dad, I need some attention." He's mm -hmm. like, "You know, I'm studying." Like. He, you see how hard it like he really conveys this actor does such a nice job of conveying that he's doing this for her but it's hard mm -hmm. and you see her sleeping on the couch while he's like burning the midnight oil to study and I just like this to me is so effective and I don't understand because and that commercial is a couple years old why are we inundated with these motherfucking owls oh the owl commercials we'll talk so we'll talk about those in a second why we've is talked that about wizards? them before too why so many <laughs> oh, owls i don't have my owl thing wise and wizards um oh oh wait nope all i have is jack bowls <laughs> which also has the word owl in it what? i was just saying i've got great bowls <laughs> uh, <laughs> um i'm just saying i've got great owls here's an one thing that I find interesting about this type of commercial, there are very few products that actually use their commercial to show you 
that it's difficult. Yeah. You know, like everything that we buy, every product or service is to make our life easier in some way. This is a commercial based on making your life better. They clearly stated at the end. But the whole commercial is how tough it is to be a single parent, apparently, um, to hold down a full-time job and to go to school at night. Um, And so by the end, when he's graduating, you feel like, yes, you can do it. So I guess it's to say that like, even you can do it. This guy can yeah. do it. You know, he's got so much stuff going on and you can do it. But it's not kind of like this is an easy decision you can make and get through school and then the world opens up to you. It's like we're really celebrating how tough it is, which yeah. is a weird sales pitch. I I really like it. And it's in sharp contrast to the like, hey, bro, you like video games, right? Like, why don't right. you get a video game degree? That's super fun. Why don't you go to website school? Yeah, exactly. No, I think I mean, I do think WGU. Um, although they may not be living up to their promise, they started it started out as something other than a cash grab. Mm-hmm. Well, and it is and it is a nonprofit. Um, so should we play one of these owl commercials? You want to explain it in case we have new listeners who don't know what we're talking about? Yeah, we've got they. You may have seen them if you're watching any TV. They're on constantly. You have like a very realistic looking owl. I'm sorry about that. Something <laughs> just fired on my computer. I don't even know what it is. Sorry that's about weird. that. Um, you have a very realistic looking owl. That's you know. CGI to to be talking. It's just talking directly to the camera, and there's a book next to it. Hello, humans. Official spokesowl for WGU here to talk about competency based education. Competency what? Competency. Oh, there's based another education. owl. I forgot. There's a tiny owl behind the book. Class. So the faster you master the material, the faster you finish. That saves both time and money. Wait. So I don't have to waste time relearning stuff I already know. So there, they explain competency-based education more succinctly Online than I did. Uh, I liked your explanation. It made sense to me. Um, but I just think maybe th- these Owls commercials must be showing a lot of results and being proven effective because they've been with them for a long time now, and they are there are at least half a dozen of them. But I look at that, and it doesn't move me the way the the story about the father does now granted i'm not in the market so like what do i it doesn't matter what i think like i'm not their target audience um are they also the one who has the owl that's like visiting the lady in bed late at night and the husband's getting irritated because the owl's like you should go back to school and he's like i'm just trying to get some sleep so listen to the owl right i thought you defended that one well i like it when there's more people if the owl when it's owls talking when there's owls in Mm -hmm. the story that's okay. But when it's more and more of these are just two owls on a white background yeah. talking about like the technical requirements of the degree or whatever. What the fuck, guys? Quit with the owls. <laughs> Chief Jingle Officer Jeffrey Wilzer. Thank you again. I never get sick of hearing that jingle. Uh, it looks like we only have one more left. Now, is this going to be the one that like got us talking? The one that like there's so many good like what's the cartoon one? I think where that's there's for a... something called Maryville. And oh, I co- yeah. actually couldn't find it. But oh. also I did kind of want to restrict this to um, mostly for profits. And also so I could just take them to task. And what is Maryville? As as far as I can tell, Maryville is a nonprofit that a lot of these schools like Southern New Hampshire University is a good example. That's a brick and mortar school that exists in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. um, But it really uh, expanded its customer base by really putting forward a, a 
robust online degree offering. Yes, so some of it these is small, weird. Some of these smaller private universities and colleges have found a way to uh, make more money by having really good online degree programs. And I will say they follow. They essentially are following the the playbook of the mm-hmm. for profits. Now, hopefully, they're offering like good degrees. And since they're like, let's take Southern New Hampshire University or SHNU as they call it in New Hampshire, even though the S and the H are in the wrong order, um, or the N and the H, um, I would assume that they're more accredited or they have more respectability. Yeah. Accreditation is interesting. It's There's there's accreditation and there's accreditation. There are different accrediting bodies. Um, there's not like one national body that accredits everything that mm-hmm. like is the final word on accreditation um but yes i would say schnu is Shnew. is a legit uh legit higher education institution um i'm gonna do i'm gonna write into the show for next week because i know that there are a couple that are running right now and regardless of how esteemed they are as universities there are a couple of commercials for higher ed right now and but they're not like your traditional pub, they're somewhere in the in between mm-hmm. like legit and not like grand canyon university mm. which we see a lot of that's that is a private christian university but it is non-profit is um, that the one that's like there's one that's like so portlandy almost like they're doing such a good job of appeal do you remember when um why am I using this as an example? I don't think this helps anything. But when the states, individual states, were making commercials to get people to sign up for Obamacare sure. for the exchange, right? Yeah, very like cartoony and yes. Wes Anderson-y. And there were some running here in Washington. And I think we saw the ones from Oregon as well that were like real, yeah, twee, like kind of animation, bright colors, like very appealing and... Yeah, just kind of hipstery sort of. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to see that style, that kind of very attractive. Because I'm like you. I grew up watching DeVry commercials. And even the these DeVry ones we saw today were high, more highly produced than what I grew up with. But there was always a sense of sort of desperation. It was very <laughs> clear that these commercials were talking to people who were really cl- trying to climb their way out of poverty or a yeah. bad situation of some sort and now that they're is making who they're talking commercials to. that are much more aimed i think just at young people who might not want to go to regular college and are just kind of like oh okay that sounds good to me they just seem so much crisper cleaner and classier yeah i don't know if it's because the audience has changed so much as people's expectations for marketing have changed um, I agree like when we were kids it was a lot of like it was very practical and it was very low pro in the way they were produced and it was like yeah get a degree in you know IT repair and it was like very practical almost it was just sort mm-hmm. of one notch above trade school now to make more money I mean it was sort of like that I mean mm-hmm. that it was on a spectrum but mm-hmm. it was like that now a lot of these are more about yeah it's like this aspirational um very fuzzy on what degree you're actually going to leave with just like you're going to open doors of opportunity and I mean Mm -hmm. I I think like that is how that's how I think what they're doing is emulating the way that traditional education talks about itself because that's that's a that's a winning strategy Mm -hmm. Marco wise Mm -hmm. Um, okay, but I, I got us off track from your conversation, though. You, so what is this last one you wanted to play? This is a jingle that I once heard described as it sounds like the girl who made the song uh, Gotta Get Down on Friday. 
Huh. Oh, yeah. Rebecca Black. Rebecca Black uh, made this commercial jingle for Education Connection. And it is a it's terrible graphics. It's like this just shitty green screen. And this woman who, uh, you know, a young woman just singing the song. But I guess just with I guess they just plucked her off the street and didn't ask if she could sing <laughs> because this is what it sounds like. I'm looking for an hourly wage. I went to oh, yes. I remember this one, and she's also like acting in it, and she's like, she's dressed up like, like a, she's waitress a waitress taking orders. Oh, my God. But she doesn't want to yes. be a waitress anymore. And I should be, to be fair, Education Connection is actually not a university, it is a service that connects you with, um, you know, places that you might want to pursue a degree, but I think it's heavily used by, uh, or it heavily. Uh, directs people towards right. some of these for profits. I'm looking for an hourly wage. I went to high school, didn't do great. Still, I gotta make more cash. More education is what I'm looking at. When I get a degree, I will make a bigger salary. So now I've got to see which college is right for me. It's like the part where Taylor Swift does the breakdown yes. in Shake It Off. There it is. It's a $100 value, and it's free yes. if you want to get their success kit. Yes, and I suspect that that's something that a lot of these for-profits probably like pay money to be, you know, essentially represented in. All right. Uh, let's check in with the Ad Council. Yeah. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind Okay, uh, I lost my place here. This first one is from listener Nick. Um, this is someone Nick wrote in. And uh, you remember we talked about the Amazon Echo uh, dad doesn't dumb dad commercial from last week? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's taking care of the kid for the day. And um, Alexa keeps like sending him reminders from Laura about like his, play dates. Yeah. And, and we we didn't love it. Um, our one of our listeners actually brought it to our attention on Facebook and she didn't love it either. Felt like it was like a man, baby, mommy, wife dynamic. Yeah, because it definitely gave it, I, it sat wrong with me all the time when I saw it. But I was never able to articulate why until we hit on it last week that it really projects this idea that like he's quote unquote babysitting for the day because yeah. he's not the primary caregiver which is why he has to follow these notes all day long as opposed to just being one of the parents who knows how this shit works yeah but we also did acknowledge that uh, someone else might have a different experience a parent might have a different mm -hmm. experience uh, might not it might not read as condescending uh, as it did to us listener Nick is not a parent but he writes I personally love the dad commercial as someone who wants kids of my own one day but being nervous about all this to come with having a child, I thought that was an excellent representation. Even hearing the commercial made me tear up. It made me feel like I'm not the only one who wouldn't know what to do if I were to take care of a child. And helpful reminders from my wife or girlfriend would make it even better because I wouldn't be doing it alone. 
yeah, the playdate part seems a bit unorganized, but the reassurance at the end brings you a comfort brings a comfortable feeling. So, you know, different strokes. It hits yeah. people different ways. I mean, I still think that that kind of shifts the responsibility to the like. It, it's not, I mean, listen, I'm I'm not trying to go after our listeners here, but doesn't Nick just kind of echo what we're saying that like, yeah, people are nervous about it, but why wouldn't the wife or girlfriend be just as nervous about it? Why is it assumed that like the women know what's up and the men are the ones who are just kind of like, I just got to do what the wife says. Well, it's either one or the other, you know. And I mean, like, I think I think Nick's point is like he's a man who who relates to the man's experience in this mm-hmm. thing. And like, I can understand why that might be the case. I mean, I honestly, when I think about these things, I think about what it would be like for you and me. And even though no matter how many times I ask you to marry me, you say, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know, we, we knew way, way, way early on in our relationship that we didn't want to have kids. I never wanted to have kids, but just to like, kind of think it through. I feel like if, you know, if you were pregnant, we're having a kid, You've never had kids before either, so I don't know that you would... I am generally more competent than you, so I... And confident, I guess, so maybe to a degree, but I just sort of feel like we would go through that together. That's true. That it wouldn't be like... I mean, listen, every... And again, I'm not trying to go after Nick here. I'm just sort of thinking this through and and also kind of talking, you know, just whatever, talking through. But um, there are certain things in our relationship where if you're having a problem with something it might be more my area of expertise and and vice versa in our relationship often those things not always but often those things uh are kind of gender stereotype reversed right not with technology i guess like i'm kind of a little bit more of a a a zippy nerd when it comes to the av stuff around the house or you're having some issues with your browser earlier and i was like yeah i know how to do that but a lot of the things are kind of like if i had to fix a table or sand something or all these projects that you do i would definitely need advice from you on it and there are probably things you need advice from me on like how to clean a damn countertop after you make a burrito (laughs) um but uh i don't know maybe i just live in a idealized world but if we were entering into something like having kids or marriage or something like that i just would be uncomfortable if it was just kind of like oh yeah that's just genevieve's territory and if i have to watch the kid for a day i need to rely on you to tell me what to do every step of the way because it seems like we would be there every step of the way to Together learning it. Yeah, like where is this? I mean, I, I think you have to do a little bit of headcanon with, with this commercial, I think, to to make it not fall into a stereotype problem. But let's just say for the sake of argument that these, you know, I know a ton of people who they both get family leave with a kid. So mm-hmm. the usually the mom takes the first chunk of whatever it is, and then she goes back to work, and now dad's taking his. So like mm-hmm. I've you know, fathers that I work with who are new fathers and they're waiting to take their paternity leave until moms runs out so that they have mm-hmm. the, the maximum time with baby and also without having to pay for childcare, right? Yeah, I can think of four couples off the top of my head who had to make that decision in the past couple of years. And so let's, let's just assume that that's what's happening here. This is yeah. like she's going off her yeah. three-month shift, whatever it is. He's coming on to his. And she she knows the routine and he doesn't. So yeah, no, that's totally that is know. that is totally fair. And I will say that I am easily bristled at these types of things where it always has to be kind of like, oh, well, of course the woman just inherently knows how to take care yeah. of a kid. Um, I do think that the commercial relies on the idea on an idea that women know more than dads a little mm-hmm. bit. But your scenario that you just set up is. Uh, is actually, I mean, totally fair, absolutely, and it also does make sense. I think for the uh, for the mom to take the first 
you know what it how many how much leave do you i don't know like six hours i think is what yeah, the <laughs> right, federal well, mandate mandated is pretty soon what the hell is with all these owls? i couldn't find it before i have all my jingles now <laughs> and so we're just going to use owl jingles to transition uh, because we don't use them enough i love the owl jingles um this is another uh another piece of feedback from a listener this is listener asha she writes I was listening to the saddest thing I've ever heard episode and all the sad football commercials made me think of my first job out of college. We were talking about like commercials where people are just doing things that just I wouldn't say morally bankrupt, but just made our souls hurt a little bit. Like all these like, yeah, hey, there's a there's these kids. They have a lemonade stand with their mom and the first customer comes and the mom just gives away all of the lemonade to the first customer so she can drag her kids back inside to watch TV. Yeah, it felt like a lot of the the premises were. Uh, someone was like camping, but they they yeah. didn't really want to camp. They want to watch football or someone was like at a family reunion, but he really wanted to watch football. Right. So there's all these commercials where like instead of doing a thing that might actually be, you know, in some way good for you. Right. Or healthy or enlightening or whatever. You go watch football. Build a yurt, run a half marathon. <laughs> I'd rather just drink my Diet Coke. <laughs> whatever. Oh, Jillian Jacobs. Um, she writes, I was working in D.C. for my alma mater with students doing an off-campus program. We took one group of students to see Hamilton at no cost to them. Sweet. Whoa. Uh, it was a great show. Most of the students were super appreciative, and many had never been to see a Broadway show before. However, one of them barely watched the show at all. They chose to watch whatever football game was on that evening on their phone <laughs> in the dark theater. <laughs> Uh, she goes on, I know Broadway musicals aren't for everyone, and some would even say Hamilton is overrated. I would love to meet that person and also be best friends with them. Uh, I'll tell you who. Uh, uh, it's me and Taylor Bernie, oh, that's our right. chief that's marketing that's officer, right. are the two. Um, <laughs> I, I, would you like to join our club? I am already best friends with you, too, okay. so that's good. Okay. Um, I'd I would even say Hamilton is overrated, but it was not a good look to the other patrons and the students' peers definitely didn't let them live it down. I love that the kids were like, dude, we're like shaming him, football shaming him. Yeah. That, regardless of whether or not football is inherently better than Hamilton, that is not cool to do in a dark theater. <laughs> right. Full stop. Absolutely. And it is definitely not cool when someone has treated you to like the premiere uh, Broadway experience of a generation and just uh, like I know that this is not a show about Hamilton but because we're talking about it I have a little <laughs> That's piece a different, of tape. I'm sure there are podcasts <laughs> oh my god are you kidding me Hamilton. there's tons I do have a little clip of Hamilton this is I don't like this just not for me that type of musical yeah. and, and whatever so I don't want to trash it for other people but I will say and I haven't seen the whole thing or heard the whole like soundtrack but I do like this uh, part of the show that somebody sent me coming to the Greenwich Civic Center from London's West End Sir Lloyd Wilson Webber's rap the musical just give me that big booming bass in your face that booming bass give me that stupid bad rhyme every time describe a crime Rap the Musical contains no rap music. Oh, going on a drive by, just me, Posse, and me. I'm a gangster of the old school, you can call me OG. Rap the Musical, the fun of rap without all that rap. <laughs> I, uh, I work with a guy who I'm like 99.9% sure would never listen to this, uh, so I, will, uh, I can say it. Uh-oh. Who, uh... He clearly went and saw Hamilton this year mm -hmm. because now every conversation that I'm in with him, and I mean every conversation, he somehow works the phrase in the room where it happened 
into our conversation, uh-huh. which is like from from what I understand, I've not seen Hamilton is like the big one of the big numbers. You know, oh, it's like okay. that's the room where they signed the thing or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, the you know, thing. Maybe you should watch Hamilton. <laughs> Or go to one of these online schools. So I gotta get some kind of education <laughs> before he shot on or off Aaron Broadway. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to move on to the next one? Uh, yes. All right. I have a wipe. Why is that lizards <laughs> always choose All right. Uh, this was something I really loved that listener Dennis posted to our Facebook page. Um, so we've seen Samsung just tear apple a new one over all mm-hmm. of their their various failings of the iphone they're X, pretty right? they're pretty clever they're sharp, so yeah. funny and they just they've really made a sport out of it uh and and dennis posted this like three minute version of um this ingenious series and the, what they have is uh they're making fun of the genius bar and they have this like uh, guy in an apple you know he's, he's in the genius bar do they still call it that i think so god that's so irritating and he's selling, he's trying to sell the iPhone X to, or is it 10? I don't know. Is it Malcolm the 10th? <laughs> I stole that joke from someone. Um, he's like, he kind of got a long ponytail and he's he's just trying to like really represent for Apple, but he's he can't stand up to all these people who are coming in talking about how great the Samsung Galaxy 9 is. Okay. S9 is. So I don't want to play the whole three minute thing, but I grabbed two of the little vignettes from it. Um, Are these airing as commercials or is it just like an online? It is an actual Samsung thing. Like I I see it's posted on their official web page. Yeah, I don't know if it's, it must be airing somewhere. I just haven't run into them, but I suspect that it's the kind of thing that like you, whatever you're watching on Hulu might be showing this. It wouldn't surprise me. But essentially each little vignette is this Apple employee having an interaction with some Samsung, someone who is potentially going to be an Apple customer, but has heard good things about Samsung. Can I still use these headphones with the tan? Yeah, but you'll need an adapter, or as most people like to call it, a dongle. A what? A dongle. A dongle? Yeah, a dongle. It comes in the box. But what if I just need to charge at the same time? Then you're going to need another type of dongle. Like a double dongle? Yeah, (laughs) double dongle, I guess. That sounds explicit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, that's funny for a lot of reasons, but I'll tell you why it got me, is because the joke didn't happen with the last word. It happened mid-word. I thought he was going to say expensive. And when he he turns and says explicit, that blew up in my face. That was hilarious. I also love the casting in these commercials. All of the Samsung people are very multicultural. Um, None of them are what I would describe. Some of them are conventionally attractive, but none of them are like cookie-cutter attractive. Mm. And that guy is like a pretty overweight young guy. You know, not someone that you would see and think like oh yeah he's like aspirational and yet yeah. you're totally with him the yeah, whole time he's the hero he's, he's the, the one hero. that you're supposed to associate with yes um i just really love these i i had not seen them and i just want to thank dennis for bringing them to my attention and i you love should watch the, the whole three minute going version. after the the whole dongle thing because i mean that's the type of thing where we will either look back in history and be like boy apple really just changed everything with that or where i am right now and i hope that history bears this out Fuck Apple. Yeah. Why are you making it so hard just Why to plug headphones so, in? And they go so after, can, I mean, these commercials go after every tiny thing. They go after the bevel 
or what mm-hmm. the bezel thing mm-hmm. with the notch. They go yeah. after everything that people don't like about the new iPhone and they just tear it a new one. Um, here's one more that I also liked. Man, because the Galaxy Note 9 is really powerful, man. Yeah, well, you know what I think is powerful? Being able to unlock your phone with your face. It does that too. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> well, you know what I think is powerful? On iOS 12, you can FaceTime up to 32 people at the same time. Why would I ever want to do this? <laughs> do you know what I think is powerful? <laughs> <laughs> it just cuts them off in the middle with their it's logo. It's so brutal. And that, that I guy, love the savagery of these. Again, the guy who's like the, the, the stand-in for the Samsung, the guy saying... Like his acting is really good. At one point, the quote unquote genius guy kind of reaches out and like kind of points at him, but he kind of touches him a little bit, and his and the guy's eyes get really wide. And I think that's kind of like, did you just touch yes. me, salesman? Everyone in these ads is doing a bang up job of acting. The cat, the casting is great. just delightful, and you should really watch the whole thing. Well, you can't on our Facebook page, but I'll send you the link. Okay, yeah. Well, I see a bunch of them are, are also chopped up. I kind of like the editing of it chopped up like that too. That's yeah, no, they've done a, it. Everything about it is good. The editing is good. The writing is good. The casting, the acting, um, even the set design is great. Hey, speaking of uh, Chief Jingle Officer Jeffrey Wilser, we uh, can't play any more owl jingles here, but we do have this from him. Head council, it's jingle time. This is my surprise for you, and I want you to just hit play. Okay. All right. So this is a voicemail here, huh? Yep. And somebody has left us a voicemail with a jingle in it. I am clearly stalling while the web page opens. Here we go. Hi, Genevieve and Andrew. This is Shauna from Tacoma. It's oh, Shauna! Gene! <laughs> <laughs> so this is a little bit of background on the off chance that we have a new listener. So uh, we had gotten, you know, we asked people to call in to our voicemail and sing us a jingle, their favorite jingle from commercials of yesteryear and today. Um and one day we had just gotten tons of voicemails. We're like, did somebody coordinate this? Why are we just flooded? And it turns out that there were a bunch of family members. They're all family members of a woman named Shauna. And uh, they were trying to convince Shauna to call in and leave a voicemail jingle. And so um, they left like 10 or 20 of their own to convince her to do it too. So we weren't sure when Shauna, we played all of them, and we weren't sure when or if Shauna would hear them and respond and here we are. Hi, Genevieve and Andrew. This is Shauna from Tacoma. I received a delightful surprise a couple of weeks ago, which I cannot thank you both enough for. And now I've been stressed out for the last two weeks trying to gear up for this. So here it goes. They look like babies. It's a baby bottle pop. A baby bottle pop. Just lick the pop, dip it and shake it and lick it again. Baby bottle pop. Baby bottle pop. Thanks, guys. Ooh, that was rough. <laughs> Yikes. Stop she it. shouldn't have called. Don't do that. <laughs> That's <laughs> horrible. That was that great. That is terrible. That and it reminded me about a product that is horrifying. Do you know about this? Yes. There was, there is still actually to this day, I guess, like a, there's a certain, there's like a, a trend of candy for like teens and tweens that's like, you know, ring pops and sort of like, like suckers and things. And this was specifically like 
candy that is shaped like a baby bottle. Oh God! I yes. have no. Re- I mean, it's, I remember the rings that you're talking about because I have a visceral memory of like you would put them on, like oh, one of those rings you can suck on, but then like your hand just gets sticky. You're yes. like sucking this giant. And you, candy but you always ring. get your hand in your mouth. All yeah, the way. yeah. Okay, I don't know about the. So baby this is bottles? like some cool tweens in their middle school singing baby bottle pop. Okay, let, let me <laughs> the baby bottle pops you lick and dip. Let me tell you everything I liked about that. Shauna's felt like voicemail. a sex crime, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Shauna, here are all the reasons why I love your voicemail. You have a great voice, and you killed it. Um, secondly, um, it's a product that I didn't even know existed. Uh, and it's not one like cause a, a lot of our jingles we've been kind of now hearing a bunch of people call in like nobody. No, nah, no one's done that one. And I'll bet you in a million years, nobody will. <laughs> like yeah, This is unique <laughs> to your personal experience. I love it. That's great. Shauna really exists. That was great, Shauna. Thank you so much. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. So, we keep on saying that people are calling our voicemail line. We haven't even given out the number. It is 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. Please call. Sing us a jingle. Or just leave us a voicemail. Surprise us like Shauna did. Yeah, did you hear the delight in our voice? (laughs) Don't you want to bring us so much delight? Yes, please do call the voicemail line. Please do email the email line. Is that how they say yeah, it? Yeah, no, that's... Oh after these messages... Don't you start talking like me. <laughs> after these messages, show at Gmail. Uh, and please do join the Facebook group. We've had a couple new people join uh, just recently. It's very, uh, very vibrant over there. And you also get to see uh, links to all of the commercials that we talk about because I always post them. Well, always is a strong word. I mm. usually post mm. them every week. Um, and we would love to love to see you there. All right. Thanks, everybody. Vives has a great show. Thanks for putting it together. My pleasure. And we will talk to the rest of you guys next Tuesday. You can sell anything. You can sell anything.